whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi Next Class. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season four, episode four, hashtag roll up to the club like. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Google summary? Yeah. After a terrorist attack in Brussels, the Muslim students at Degrassi find themselves in some very heated situations. Grace creates a bucket list. I mean, no, though, because it's just Goldie at the moment. Yeah, I think it's maybe jumping the gun. I think so, too. Because, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's no mention of, like, <laughs> the Maya plot, but I guess it wasn't that big nope. in the episode. Yeah. But I feel like this is, like, the first episode where Tristan has said more than, like, three words. <laughs> so I was happy to see more of him. <laughs> yeah. Me, too. Um. Hashtag roll up to the club like. No idea why it is called this. Me neither. <laughs> no idea. It has no connection. And I know, I think like Amethyst Beloved has commented on our uh, shows before and saying like, I think they just chose hashtag so that it'd be easy for viewers to find the hashtag when like tweeting about it during the episodes. But like, I still feel like they usually have something to do with the episodes and this truly has nothing to do. I mean, I don't know. The only loose connection I can find is like Grace is like seizing the day slash doing things like rolling up. I don't, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I can't. I don't even think that works. <laughs> I don't think so either. I like, I can't make sense of it and I don't care to. Yeah, no. Um, but I don't know if we want to start. My first note is a fashion note, and then I have, like, a couple, but not that many. Just that Grace starts the episode dressed as, like, a wizard while she's talking about the Tempest. But she looks like Mickey and Fantasia wizard outfit. Um, I like Tristan. Tristan wears this, like, blue shirt with, like, a darker blue, like floral pattern on it that I enjoyed and I liked Maya's like black and white striped tank top under the uh like overalls dress that she wears too yeah Maya was my was the only one that I clocked and I mean consistently I seem to like Maya's outfits over the past yeah two seasons or so totally my last one is Grace's sparkly, like, black and gray cheetah print shirt that she wears on her, like, fishing date with Jonah. Oh, yeah. I didn't care for that. But that was definitely a thing. She wears a... I feel like there's a lot of, like, muted animal print in her... And sometimes Jonah's wardrobe? I don't know. Anyway, that's all I had. But, yeah, we start the episode. Grace is in English, I'm assuming, talking about the Tempest, dressed as a wizard. She has her, like, breathing tubes in, but then she gets a text message in the middle of class, and she finds out she's getting new lungs, which is exciting. Very exciting. (laughs) For, like, a second. (laughs) Uh, Because then we go to the hospital, and honestly, I thought it was kind of cute that Jonah was there. Me too. I'm, like, not mad at them as a couple. 
This is the um, least annoyed I've been by Jonah in a relationship. Me too. Me too. And then they're like, then they find out, oh, never mind. The lungs didn't survive the trip. And then they t- are talking about like death and her bucket list and all the things she hasn't done yet. And now that the lungs aren't here, like now they have time to like start to cross things off her list. I mean, it- was it just me or did my brain immediately go, oh, this is going to end up with them talking about having sex? Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as like the bucket list came up, it was like, and sex is going to be brought up. <laughs> um, But then we're with Winston and Goldie and they're talking about like prom preparation, specifically dessert. They have all these offers to like get a profiteral tree sample or to go like to a five course dessert tasting thing and I'm like this feels extremely involved for prom like this sounds like pe- what people do for weddings yeah why are we doing this for like school like student council planning the prom I feel like that doesn't happen it definitely Correct doesn't me if I'm wrong I mean but I don't think I I don't think it happens and it's also like this is like upscale wedding kind of shit exactly yeah I don't get it um, but Winston's like, I feel like the bell of the ball because they are getting all these offers. And he's like, all right, so are we going to go? But Goldie feels weird about going with him by herself because she and then she likes like, oh, I don't think so. And then she starts talking to Rasha about how she doesn't feel comfortable doing things with him by herself because, oh, shit. Hello. Hi. We good? My computer just tried to restart on me. Oh my god! To the point where I almost lost all of our audio. I'm still rolling, but it was like, do you okay, want to so say? As it was still like running, so I'm at like oh, six minutes and nine seconds. Six ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, what was the last thing you heard me say? <laughs> uh, Goldie doesn't want to be Russia. with Winston, right? And she doesn't think she should go out with Winston unless she intends to marry him. And Rosh is like, well, who says, like, you really, like, can't see you marrying him at all? Like, kind of, like, nudging her, playing devil's advocate. And Goldie's like, well, I guess it's not impossible. And then Rosh is like, Zoe and I will go with you to this tasting so you don't have to be with him by yourself. Like, you can have some fun. And so then they decide to go make it a group hang dessert tasting russia is such a good friend she really is and also this episode like confirmed they definitely like each other but goldie definitely is more apprehensive about pursuing things because of her faith which is kind of what we figured but also like you know last week i was talking about how everyone seemed to be pushing this on them um but now this week i'm much more like I'm, i'm shipping it a little bit like they're cute yeah me too yeah I was shipping it up until the very end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still kind of a little bit anyway. Yep. Um, okay. So then we are in the hallway and Tristan like bumps into Maya and 
I'm happy that they're becoming friends again. And she's like, he's like, hey, I heard from your sister that you got into SoCal art. And she's like, yeah, but I don't really make music anymore. I don't know how if that's going to work out. Like, I can't do it anymore. Why is Tristan in touch with Katie? I truly have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember them ever having a relationship before, but I don't know. Maybe she visited him while she was home. I have no idea. I have no idea. Um, but then Yale and Baz come up to Maya and ask if she can help them make a new theme song for their vlog channel. And Maya's like, oh, I don't know. And then Tristan's like, she'll do it. Um, I do enjoy that. Cr- that tr- the day. Yeah, I do enjoy that Tristan's like core personality clearly has not changed. Yeah. Can you hang on one second? I think I have a package that just buzzed my door. Yep. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, but yes, yeah, so now Maya is stuck doing this theme song. <laughs> um, but then we are with like Jonah and Grace and Zig and all these people in Esme. And we're like planning out Grace's bucket list day. She wants to meet a platypus. I thought that was very endearing. <laughs> so did I. They were like, why? And she listed the obvious reasons. They're like aliens. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I want to meet a and, <laughs> and then, of course, this Esme is the one who turns it into a sex talk. At least I think she is. Yeah, I don't know. she is. And she's like, Really? You guys haven't done it yet? Oh, my God. And I'm like, shut the fuck, Esme. It's none of your business. Stop shaming her. Also, the teacher is right behind you. You're being embarrassing. (laughs) But also, like, somebody had to say it, right? I guess. Yeah. And then then Grace, like, puts it on the list real quick and, like, Jonah snatches it away from her or something. Um. He takes a picture of it because he's like, we're going to do one of the things on this list tonight. And obviously the implication is that it's orgasm. Also, she doesn't write down sex. She writes down orgasm with like a bunch of underlines. Which Oh, interesting. I didn't catch that part. Yeah, with an exclamation (laughs) point. And I'm like, I don't think your first time having sex is going to give you an orgasm, Grace. I think that maybe you should uh, try something else. (laughs) <laughs> if you have if you want to have an orgasm if, if you want to have an <laughs> orgasm before you die I can send you some websites <laughs> um, no one has had an that, orgasm you don't have virginity. to be with anyone else <laughs> for that to happen too um, anyway then we're at the tasting and they're at like this super trendy looking restaurant it looks like it's in a basement and it's like brick arches and it looks like kind of cool i can't I get a Maybe read I'm on why like this craving to go to a restaurant and i'm like this looks like a really cool place i want to be there now yeah no i mean a hard agree also <laughs> like yeah i still like can't understand why this restaurant wants to be involved with the high school prom so badly to give four children a free dessert tasting i mean maybe it's like 
like it's probably an expensive package so i'm sure it's like a big business i'm sure the re that restaurants make a good chunk of their money off of doing events yeah, so but true. i don't know but it also seems like there's a lot of prep involved too so who knows um but yeah we're at this fancy tasting and Winston's like, don't worry, I already checked. Everything's halal. He's being very accommodating and thoughtful. And But Zoe thinks all the food is weird. And she gets a text from Grace, who needs emergency advice. So she and Rasha, like, are bailing. And then Goldie decides, like, Rasha's like, hey, you can come with us. Because she's like, I know you don't want to be by yourself with Winston. And Goldie's like, you know what? I'm going to stay with Winston because I am feeling the vibes and I'm going to embrace them. She doesn't say that, but that is the implication. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of her in this moment. She yes. is just going after what she wants. Cautiously, yes. tentatively. You know, she even touches his hand at one point. I know. I think they're very cute. <laughs> um, but then we are with Maya and she's presenting the song that she made for the vlog group and it's lame and yeah, she's like suck. it's perfect right and VJ's like it was a perfect first attempt um which is generous yeah and then they like jump in and they're like giving her all these conflicting notes and it's like overwhelming but I mean isn't that the way that always goes though Oh, I'm sure. You know, anytime <laughs> you're, like, making art for a client, it's like, I want you to do these four different things that are all conflicting of each other. You get it, right? Exactly. You get it? Exactly. I want all of these things that don't make any sense as one thing. Yeah. And, and they're like, I just want it to feel like this. I don't know what that means, but, like, I just want to feel like inspired when I look at this or when I hear this whatever that means to you and it's like great thank you for the vague advice um which is essentially what they're doing what they're giving to my mm -hmm. <laughs> um but then we're at the dot with Grace and Zoe and Rasha and Grace is like I think Jonah's gonna try to have sex with me tonight I put it on my bucket list I don't know what to do I don't know if I should do it and they're, like, kind of talking her through it. And she's like, she does have a condom. She's like, I'm not opposed to the idea. I'm prepared. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, but then Jonah arrives and is like, we're going fishing. And it's like, oh, okay, so that's what we're doing on the list today. I, mean, I feel like that's what we all knew was going to happen. Like, exactly. I don't know why yeah. Grace, not Grace, I don't know why Zoe looked at this list and she's like, well, you're not meeting a platypus. So I'm like, fishing is right there. You live in Canada. Like, I know you live in Toronto, also, but I can't, I can't imagine it's hard to find a place to go fishing. I also feel like seeing a platypus can't be that difficult. Like, there are zoos. They live in a major metropolitan area. There's got to be a zoo somewhere close by. Like, meet a platypus? I don't think that's... Or at least seeing one? I don't know. Um, I think seeing and meeting are two totally different things, though. I guess that's true. Like, I've seen a sloth, but Kristen Bell has met a sloth. You know, right? That's true. That's true, as we all know. <laughs> We're all familiar um, with that. <laughs> but then we are back with Goldie and Winston, who are like co connecting over listening to This American Life. Um, 
And because they're just a couple of old souls, as Winston says, and Goldie says that she's nervous and Winston's like, ooh, what? You're nervous? And then she starts holding his hand. And like, as I was watching the scene, I felt like a third wheel. I was like, I feel like this is too intimate and I shouldn't be here. Right. (laughs) Even though I was just watching this on TV. But it was very effective. Um, Yeah, definitely. And Goldie's like... Goldie kind of starts to like laying down the facts of like what's allowed, what's not allowed, like what can actually happen with us. But then she gets a text from her parents and it's like, oh no, I need to go home and they can't know that I'm here alone with you. And so she tells a little fib and is like, Rasha and I are like looking for an Uber now. We're going to go home soon. But then apparently there are no Ubers available and it's because they shut down the subway because of a terrorist attack in Brussels. And Goldie is like, what? Why would they shut down the subways What about something that happened all the way in Brussels? And I was also like, yeah, I'm confused by that as well. Um, uh, so, I mean, there are very there are many interesting things about including this. And I think it gives us a look into... Goldie's storyline that I feel like we were really missing out on in previous mm-hmm. seasons. Um, I think actually taking a deep dive into Islamophobia is very important. Um, and this is like one, I mean, I like, we'll get to it, but I like watched this on the train and like fully cried when she got home to her dad. Like, Ugh. you know, and I think it's, yeah, it, it's such an important storyline. And I just kept thinking of like the stupid Degrassi tagline. It goes there. And I was like, this is the first time in a long time that it's like, it's felt, I mean, it, that was yeah, the tagline for like the OG seasons. And I'm like, this is like, this is it going there. This is like real. But what I think is really a, an odd choice about this is that they used a real terrorist attack that happened and it, it brought a reality into the into the plot line for me which was great but I'm like I was wondering kind of what people thought of it at the time because this came out over a year after the actual attack in Brussels like I I, the attack in Brussels was like March 2016 and this aired in July 2017 but they filmed it in 2016 well yeah no but I mean like how how was the like response to like did it like completely I don't know like you guys that like watched it in real time like did it take you out of it? Did it keep you in it? We're like, oh no, well now I'm thinking about how this was clearly filmed over a year ago. You know, mm-hmm. did it like displace you in the timeline of the show? Because they used a real thing that happened over a year previously because that's when they were filming. Mm-hmm. It also, I mean, unfortunately, like there have been so many different types of terrorist attacks like this. And it also... um. It more, I mean, I kind of don't really remember the Brussels attack that well, but I remember the Charlie Hebdo attacks yeah. a lot more. And it, because it happened like right after my brother, or I guess it was happening, it happened when my brother was studying abroad in Paris, I believe. So I definitely remember that having a huge impact as well. Um, but yeah, I would love to know, like, what people thought of bringing a real thing that happened into the show, like as it came out. Um, but Winston is like, okay, well the subway's closed down. I can walk you home. I know a shortcut. Um, 
but then we are with Maya and Tristan. I believe, oh yeah, we're in the hospital and Maya's kind of venting to him about how she can't write the song. And then like in the background, like the news footage of the Brussels stuff is in the background. And Maya's like, I need to turn this off. And is telling Tristan like about why it's triggering for her. And Tristan's like, okay, well, how about I distract you? Part of my rehab is to learn how to play the drums. And he's using it as a distraction for Maya. He's like, how, how about you help me with this? Because I don't know what I'm doing. I loved this. So, I, I I know. It was so nice to just, like, see them being friends again. Kind of, like, it's returning been so to long. that. Yeah. I know. Um, But then we're with Jonah and Grace, and they're fishing. And... He, like, gets her all set up, and he's like, now it's time for the best part. Nothing. Nothing happens during fishing. That's the whole point. And so we'll have plenty of time to talk. And I have one thing that I want to talk about, and it's about that last thing that you put on your list. And he's like, you don't want that. You don't want that with me because I'm messed up. And then we get, like, more of his straight edge backstory. He's like, like, did I ever tell you about, like, why I'm straight edge? And I'm like... Constantly forgetting that he's straight edge. Um, And Grace is like, I already know about the drugs. But then we learn that back in those bad days, he also got somebody pregnant. And she was 14 and he wasn't nice to her about it. And her family doesn't want him to see his daughter who exists. This is crazy. He has a legit daughter. And I was like, are you kidding me? This was, like, full bombshell moment. So he probably has, like, I'm assuming, was he 14 as well? I don't know. I don't think so. But, like, how long ago were his drug days even? Because we've known him since, like, So we've known him since Becky Baker. And I think he must have been a sophomore then with Becky, right? Yes. How old have they been for the entirety of next class? I'm... It's like he's a senior now. So he would have been a junior in the first two seasons of next class, right? So then he had to have been a sophomore with Becky Baker and he was already straight edge. And you're like, the oldest you are as a sophomore is like 16. So maybe he was like 15. So he at least, I feel like, has like maybe a two or three year old daughter, four at the oldest. That's wild. That is insane to me. That is very crazy. Um, Also, uh, finding it hard to believe that Becky Baker is a senior would date a sophomore. I mean, I don't know. They definitely retconned that, though. So they could keep him around longer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because there's no way that Drew Torres was getting intimidated by a sophomore. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Um,. But yeah, so, and this is what caused him to get clean. And he's like, I just wanted to talk about that before we talked about sex. And I'm like, that is extremely fair. And it's, and I'm like, I don't know how to comprehend this. <laughs> um, and I think Grace is just like, good talk. And is also kind of freaked out. Um, ugh. But then we're walking home with Goldie and Winston and two fucking strangers on the street see Goldie 
and are like, hey, did, did you hear about the Brussels attack? Like, do you condone this? Like, like, aren't these one of your people? Like, shit like that. And she's like, um, no, I don't condone that. What are you talking about? And they're like, well, if you don't condone it, then take that thing off. And I was, ugh, I was infuriated. I was enraged. I was, I was very upset. This entire exchange was heartbreaking and terrifying to watch. And I can only, I can only imagine the people that actually in real life have to deal with this. I know. And she says those men are murderers, not Muslims. And then the girl is a part of this duo is like, well, doesn't your book say that, like, that's okay, burr, 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 or whatever? And I'm like, excuse me, don't tell her what her, what the Quran says. I'm pretty sure she knows better than you, you fucking assholes. And I never then, wanted ugh. to punch someone in the face as badly as I wanted to punch these two fictional characters that were definitely based off of real humans. And then Winston, we learn what his flight or flight response is. And <laughs> it's like, definitely flight. Well, maybe you should take it off because he, like, you can see where his logic is. He's like, these things are escalating. Let's just do what they say so they don't bother us anymore. But not a great moment for Winston. And then the fucking guy reaches over and starts taking her headscarf off for her and it was extremely aggressive i hated this so much she's extremely shook by this obviously and she runs away crying and i hate it and i hate it and i hate it yep uh cosign all of that i like i don't even know what to say honestly a hate crime we had we witnessed a hate crime on this show Not for the first time, but it is every time. It is horrifying. And I mean, there's like, there's no words that I can even put into this because it it just feels like so unspeakable to watch this happen to someone else. And the fact that it's a very real thing that happens. Yeah. There are people that think this way and act this way and it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But then we're with Maya and Tristan, and she's helping him drum. And I love their, like, musical bonding moment. And Tristan is like, see, this is fun. You can do it. And she's like, yeah, but, but we're doing that. We're just doing this for fun. Like, I'm not, this isn't me, like, trying to work on something. And he's like, well, you should keep trying. Like, every it all used to be fun. Like, you should keep doing it and keep it fun. And... It, I felt that this was a great moment. He was, like, inspiring her to, like, get back to her passions. And because he knows that it will make her happy. It's very sweet. He, like, just knew exactly what she needed as her friend. Yeah. Uh, her longtime friend. They're finally reunited. I know. I wish it didn't take a bus crash t- for them to reunite. But, you know, we're here. Th- I'm just glad we're, we're here now. <laughs> um... But then we are with, back with Grace and Jonah, and I don't really remember how this scene starts, but eventually Grace is like, so is this just a creative way of saying you never want to sleep with me? And he's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm op- I'm finally actually open to thinking about it again with you, uh, but I want to make sure that the next time I do have sex, I want it to be with someone who I know really well, 
So I wanted to make sure that we have enough time to like to get to know each other better. Like we really only just started dating. Like there's no rush. Even though technically we have a bucket list that we're adhering to, but like we don't need to rush it just because of that. <laughs> yeah. But I like this. I like that they are I don't know. They have like a good conversation and I think Grace is like this feels like somehow even more horrifying than like being naked in front of someone. It's like so much more it's vulnerable. Even more intimate. It's even yeah. more intimate. Which it can be. But also very telling that he chose to disclose this information to Grace and not to Frankie. Yeah. Because Frankie I think he knew she wouldn't have been able to handle it. And also probably knew deep down like Maybe she's not the one for me. <laughs> and I think, I mean, it also shows that he never had any, I don't think he ever had any intentions of being serious enough to have sex with her. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's that thing where he's like, I don't want to, this is a safe relationship because I don't think that it's possible because she is younger than me. Like, we have more waiting time built into this. Whether it was conscious or not. I'm sure that was a subconscious decision, but who knows. Um, But then... Oh, and then they're, like, sharing more facts. Jonah wet the bed until he was nine, apparently. They almost catch a fish, and then they kiss, and that's the end of the scene. (laughs) Um, uh, But then we're with Goldie, and she's home, and she runs to her dad and tells him what happened and talks about how she lied and that she wasn't getting an Uber and she was out with a boy. And he's like, we can talk about that later, but I just want you to know this wasn't your fault and I'm going to call the police and he's consoling her. And I thought it was a very nice moment, even though she was distraught and like in shock, I'm sure. Yeah. And I just experienced a horrible atrocity. And this is when I am crying on the train because it's, very upsetting to watch i did appreciate Mm -hmm. that her dad um was like we'll deal with the boy thing later let's take care of you um yeah exactly which was nice also i don't know maybe it's because i'm looking at this with 2021 eyes but like his immediate thought of let's call the police was like i was like wait what (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm expecting sympathy and things i'm uh all right yeah. Um, but then where Grace gets home and Zoe is there waiting for her and she like updates Grace like we're gonna like wait until prom night to have sex and Zoe's like that's the most cliche thing I've ever heard. Yeah, she's like that's the most um, basic thing you've ever said. Yeah. Also I keep forgetting and... that Zoe and Grace live together and every time I remember it brings me joy and delight, oh, yeah. although the circumstances under which Zoe had to move in yeah. with her is still yeah. very upsetting. But then they have a little pillow fight which was also something on Grace's list. Yeah, so which was another that was thing that they could have been doing. Why did Zoe jump straight to platypus or sex? <laughs> I don't know. There are other very achievable things on that list. <laughs> Um, also, how has Grace never had a pillow fight before? I don't know. Maybe she... Well, I feel like, as we saw, she only just started letting people in. That is true. So maybe she's never really had a sleepover. And also, she had, like, guy friends. So I don't really know. 
That is true. Where the sleepover etiquette works in that. I mean, I think when you're younger, it doesn't really matter, but I don't know what her life was pre-teen friendships. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, but maybe she, like, wasn't allowed to go over to other people's houses for sleepovers because of her illness, and then maybe... And because she didn't want people to know, she didn't have people over for her house for sleepovers either. Yeah, so, that's true. I can see that. Um, but and she has no siblings, so <laughs> she's never been on the receiving end of like, <laughs> like a malicious pillow fight either. <laughs> um. Anyway, then we're back at the Hollingsworth house, and Maya's there to present the new theme song for the vlog people. Um, I'm not going to call them the vlog squad because I know that's already a thing. Um, but she brought instruments for everybody and now they're all singing it together and it's really lame, but also kind of cute. And then they're going to shoot it for the channel and it's a nice moment. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess if they do it with different instruments themselves, they'll just accept the same exact song. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Um, but then we're back at Goldie's house and Rosh is home and she's there like to console her and to talk it out. Um, and we find out that when her dad called the police that this was not an isolated incident and that because of the attack, the Brussels attacks, like this has happened to a couple other people. Fucking bigots, man. She- I know it's fucking insane. Um, but, and then she kind of talks about how like she hasn't like Winston's been calling her and apologizing and like checking on her to make sure she's okay. And she doesn't really know how to feel about Winston. Cause she's like, he kind of sided with them. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess I don't really know him that well. And Winston in this situation is like my dog when he sees a really, really big dog. And the, and the instinct is just to, like, flip over onto your back and show them your belly. Exactly. Yeah. And he, so she finally FaceTimes him because he's, like, been checking in. And she's like, hey, I don't think we should really hang out that much anymore. Um, I'm going to resign from the prom committee because I want to start a Muslim Students Association because... I think we all really need each other right now, and we need that type of support, and that's where my priorities are right now. I love that she's doing this. I think this is really important. I think this is going to yeah. ultimately be a lot more fulfilling for her than prom. Also, not to be, like, I guess shallow is the word that I'm looking for about it, but it's also going to look a lot better on her college transcripts than <laughs> that's true than prom, than prom committee. committee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. So, um, yeah, it seems like she's really channeling her hurt and frustration and anger into something that I think will be really fulfilling for her. And that will actually help a lot of people as well who are going through the same thing. And I think a big part of Goldie is that she often feels like I feel like she must feel singled out or just like very othered. And I think this could also be a nice way for her to, like, find a community 
where she feels like she really belongs or I guess feels really supported with people who really understand the types of things that she goes through yeah as a muslim person yeah so i mean this is the second episode i mean we had an episode where it was all about how she felt othered yeah in her community so i think it's i'm like really excited to keep exploring the storyline with her yeah me too um all right Spirit, Spirit Squad Captain is Goldie. Yeah, I don't even I, think I mean, we need to no. discuss that. Who else would it be? Maya? No. It's Goldie. <laughs> no. Um, and ship of the episode. I'm still kind of shipping Goldie and Winston, even though he did not have a shining moment at the end of this. He did not. Um, I mean, and I guess I'm fine with Grace and Jonah, too. I, I'm going to go Grace and Jonah because they started strong and they ended stronger. It's true. That's true. Um, all right. Grapevine. Okay. Grapevine segment for this episode. Um, so for our five-year anniversary, which was in the beginning of April of this year, our loyal listener, Amethyst Beloved, sent us some gifts. So first I'm going to read the note that came with it. It says, Dear Holland and Kelsey, thanks so much for your dedication to the podcast over the last five years. Enjoy this gift as a token of my appreciation for everything that you've done for the fandom. Even when Degrassi was canceled, I never felt the withdrawal because you were there for the Panthers. I've seen many Degrassi podcasts come and go throughout the years, and we're all excited to see you cross the finish line for next class. Lots of love, Amethyst Beloved. Thank you so much. You're the best. We've taken many hiatuses, but we're still seeing it through to the end. (laughs) We are are nothing if not completionists. Completists? Okay. So, I believe there are two bags here, and I think they contain the same things. One thing for each of us, so I'm just going to open them. So, first off, we have Uh a Degrassi drama shirt. Amazing. We've been talking about how we need Degrassi drama shirts for how many years? Since two apartments ago? Since we saw them? (laughs) And then the second and final thing is also something that we've talked about what we need. (gasps) A Flaming Craig shirt. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to wear it everywhere I go. I'm so happy. Oh, my God. So that's what we got. I'm so excited. We each have our own set. So now we can both wear Degrassi drama shirts and Flaming Craig shirts. I'm extremely excited. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is like the perfect present. This is amazing. I know. I'm really excited. (laughs) Really excited to wear the Flaming Craig. Yes. So I've also recorded this video. So I will post it on either Instagram and or Twitter whenever this episode comes out too. We'll also, so, we should also email it to Amethyst Beloved directly. So that- Definitely. She can see it first. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Sure. I can't. Thank you so much. This is the nicest yeah. present. I love it. I know. I'm really excited I, about I it. <laughs> I can't wait to wear it. I can't wait to see you so I can wear my Craig shirt. Now I feel like we have to record with these on, especially if we have guests on. Oh yeah. Oh my God. We can... We can take a photo together that's just the real-life version of our logo. That is the logo. logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only thing is the Flaming Craig shirt is white and not black, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. 
we have one now. We have I'm one so now. Because <laughs> we were too lazy to find the iron on ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's probably sufficient for Grapevine today. So thank you. Thank you, Amethyst Beloved. I'm very excited about these shirts. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. Um, I, can't, I can't. I'm. I'm already, like, figuring out how I'm going to wear that shirt in the various outfits so that I can make it work in. But I really, it's it's timeless. I can wear it with anything. Definitely. Definitely. And they're such neutral colors that they'll go with anything. They really will. <laughs> I mean, my, um, my wardrobe lends itself well to any sort of graphic t-shirt situation. Yeah, just pair with jeans or something. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, that is it for Grapevine. So if you would like to be featured on a future Grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on in, er, Instagram. We are on Instagram at DegrassiPod, too. So if I do post this to Insta- the video to Instagram, you can check it there. Um, you can email us at whateveritakespodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us pretty much anywhere. But if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. And you can follow me on Instagram at KellerHighWater, or you can follow me on Twitter at Kelsucks with a Z at the end. And Holland, what do you want to recommend? Um, I actually just started reading the Bridgerton book series. <laughs> I downloaded the audiobooks. So the first one is just called The Duke and I, and I'm having a good time. So that's what I'll recommend. If you're going through Bridgerton withdrawals, read the books. I don't know. There you go. Um, I am going to recommend... Oh, I'm going to recommend a podcast that I've been waiting on for since it was announced like a month and a half ago. I know exactly what you're going to say. Welcome to I the OC, bitches. Too. Yes. Oh, my God. It's, it's great. It's so good. It's going to be amazing. I mean, when your first episode is like pretty solid and your concept is awesome and everything is so good. I'm just like, I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. And their first guest was Josh Schwartz, yeah. like the co-creator of the show. Like, yeah. amazing. Amazing. So much insight. The OC and Gossip Girl. Yes. Ugh, legend. Um, and the Gossip Girl reboot, I think. Did you see the Cosmo cover story for the Gossip Girl reboot? I did. I'm kind of excited. It comes out in July. I'm ready for it. Um, all right. Well, that is all that we have for you guys today. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.